Good morning there. It's been quite a while. This is Kemi with Septo of Righteousness, and I am so excited um, to bring you this podcast. We are starting our podcast station again, and you'll be hearing from myself and some of our leaders with Septo of Righteousness. And um, I just pray that this whole venture would bless you, that we would be able to bring the message of God for these times, um, especially during this pandemic. I pray that the Lord would bless you, that our, our words um, would bring to you healing and prosperity um, and favor and grace and mercy, even at this time. So what is the topic for this month, in fact, um, I term this message grace is a gift. Um, grace is a powerful gift from God. And we have heard so many things about grace. In fact, we have told so many people, maybe we have told ourselves, we are in the era of grace. How amazing it is to live in an era of grace. Um, but one of the most important things that I found while I was researching and also studying the Word of God um, about grace is that grace goes as far back as Noah. Can you imagine Genesis, the book of Genesis? I came across it and I kind of just had like a snippet into the mind of God in this moment in time. Um, if you would go with me um, quickly to the book of Genesis chapter 6, in fact, I would read from the first verse all the, all the way to verse 8. And let us see what took place and how grace um, found man or how man found grace. Um, so Genesis chapter 6, again, from verse 1. And I read, this is the NKJV version. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men, who were of old, men of renown. And the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart so the Lord said I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth both man and beast creeping thing and birds of the air for I am sorry that I have made them but Noah found grace in the eyes 
of the Lord. Amen. That is quite, um, should I use the word tragic, that God, who took his time to create this beautiful art, piece of, of, of nature, his nature, actually, a chunk of his nature breathed into it. The last thing that he was expecting was for evil to dominate the heart of man. He was thrown aback by how they could not even acknowledge him. I think that what I could see there was how God was so heartbroken. Imagine you making a friend or wanting to make a friend and that friend does not reciprocate the affection or reciprocate the attention, um, affection um, that you are pouring in them. And I think that that was what was going on with God. And God had expectation of this men, man, and it was not working. But God found one man that thought about him. His name is Noah. And truth is, Noah found grace before God because he gave thought to who God is. And um, that is exactly what grace is, is. Grace is a powerful gift. Grace is what finds you when you humble yourself before God. Grace is what finds you when you give thought to the existence of God. When you humble yourself, when you for a second pause to acknowledge that there is a God of the universe, grace finds you. Grace finds me. When we pause to remember that there is God, grace indeed finds us. But when we disrespect God, when we dishonor God, we abuse the grace of God. The second thing that I want to point out so quickly is that grace has a throne. Grace has a throne. It's a gift. It's a gift that has a throne. Um, the, 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 the word of God says that we should come boldly to the throne of grace. That's in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. It says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In fact, the um, amplified version says it very differently than the NKJV. It expands it a bit for us, actually. It says that, um, um, give me a second. It says, therefore, let us with privilege approach the throne of grace that is the throne of God's gracious favor with confidence and without fear so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace to help in time of need an appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment. One of the things I've learned this week, in fact from last week, is that grace is for the broken. Um, we've heard the term gracefully broken, broken but not destroyed, broken but made whole. 
The truth is that we go through a cycle of brokenness so that we may find grace. In fact, sometimes God allows us to go through trial because of how much we are susceptible to evil. We are constantly in an, um, let me use the word, in an evil state of mind. That's what happened after the fall of man. Because man chose to eat of that fruit of good and evil, man does not know how to master good. And so his mind somehow just fluctuated towards like evil more and more. So man is, the Bible says that man is actually evil from birth. Like it's, the heart is just evil from birth. And so because of that, we, if God chooses you or if you belong to God, this is what I think happens. God finds a way for us to go through trial and so that we can be broken and come back to him. It's all a plan. So maybe you are you find yourself in a particular trial and you do not understand the reason why you are going through that trial. Um, let me bring this good news to you. There is a plan that's way bigger than you. That God loves you so much and that he has you in his thought. He's trying to bring you right back to him. That is the first most important thing to God. God is constantly seeking for you to come back to him. So I believe that he devises this plan based on the persona of the person that he's interested in. So he works out a trial. So he puts you in a family and he knows that that family is not perfect or anything. And he puts you in a situation, puts you in a marriage and he puts you in relationships and all of these things somehow break you. And the more they break you, they are supposed to, or that trial is supposed to lead you to a humble place. Um, because if it does not lead you to a humble place, you can remain broken and that is not the plan. God breaks us hmm, so that he can make us whole. The full point of being whole is so that we can worship. Hmm? Our wholeness is in remembering who God is. In brokenness, you might hold on to your pain and might not see the whole point of the gift of God, which is the grace of God. So what am I saying here? There is a throne of grace and there is an attitude for those who understand what the gift of grace is, when we are broken, we are to come boldly to the throne of grace. The throne of grace is for the humble. And it, it, you come there with understanding. You know that you're so broken, but you have a privilege. Not everyone is privileged and not everyone sees the point in their brokenness. But when you convert your brokenness to humility, humility is recognizing that you have all of this power, all of this will. Humility is a choice. It's a choice. You own your choice and you choose to bring it under, recognizing, acknowledging that God is sovereign. And then there is grace available. God resists the proud, but grace is given to anyone who chooses to humble himself.
or herself. I am hoping that the word of God will find you where you are. That you see how important it is. That grace is truly a free gift for all. But grace belongs to those who understand how to bend their heads. To bend who they think they are. I was studying the book of Philippians chapter 2 and I was speaking to some of our members um, on Wednesday and I was talking about selfish ambition and conceit from the book of Philippians chapter 2. You can study it from verse 1 to about 11 there, talking about the attitude of those who fellowship in spirit and um, if for whatever reason, even in affection and in mercy, Paul was charging the people to be of a lowly state of mind in order to be able to work together in fellowship of the spirit. Half the time, um, I, I, I've told myself in time past that, oh, you know, I'm very, very opinionated. And then, you know, again, I looked up the domain the of conceit and I realized that uh, <laughs> being conceited, um, we, we might hate the word. In fact, you might use it for other people. But truth is that if you do not check if your opinion is warranted in a place of fellowship or in a place of a marriage or in a place of um, a friendship or on a job... If you push so hard for your ambition, for your opinions, for the things that you think um, matter to you, you can lose it all. And that attitude right there, self-ambition, being conceited, all of that, I attribute it to a prideful um, attitude. It's pride most of us are so proud and we find it difficult to let ourselves go when you struggle with pride grace is far away from you in fact when you're so broken and in need and you don't know how to seek God for help oh grace is so far away from you Remember how I said, it is a free gift. It is true, but not everyone appreciates a free gift. Have you noticed? I was talking about um, this with my um, very close cousin, um, cousins yesterday when we were praying. I was saying that, you know, that the way that I would gift my little three-year-old is different from the way that I would gift my 10-year-old. It is because when you're gifting a three-year-old, you cannot gift a three-year-old the gift that belongs to a 10-year-old because he will smash it against the wall. He does not have any sense of appreciation for a 10-year-old gift. He's not ready for it. He is not ready for it because he's so immature. But give a worthy gift to a 10-year-old. He would appreciate it. He would keep it. He would cherish it. I feel like a lot of us do not know how to appreciate grace yet because we're so immature. We have it as a free gift and God is probably looking at you, holding on to it until you reach maturity in your brokenness. When you have reached maturity in your brokenness, it is right there on the throne of God. It, the, the, grace, the, the throne of grace is waiting for you to come. And, and grab it basically <laughs> and um, today 
I just, you know, want you to know that God is with you. God loves you. God is seeking after you. He wants your heart. And he he's waiting, actually. Like the prodigal son, who recognized that he was so broken, so broken to the point that he found himself eating the food that belongs to pigs. And then he remembered. Suddenly, he came to an understanding. After he had lavished everything he had stupidly on whores, lavished everything stupidly. And then he was too ashamed, right? But he remembered he was willing to even become a servant in his father's house. That's how how desperate he was. I feel like sometimes if we haven't gotten to that desperate place where we need God, we need to go back home. Sometimes maybe grace is not ready for you. If you're so high up and you do not see the need for grace, it is not for you. How did you think that the older brother felt? Grace isn't for people like that. He was with God, but... Like I said, grace is a free gift, but it is for the broken. It is for the broken. And some of us are stubborn. Some of us are so stubborn that we have to be broken to walk in God's grace. So if you are a very loyal brother, like the older brother of the prodigal son, grace is probably not what you need because you're already obedient to the father right like Jesus Christ Jesus was so obedient to the cross so but grace there is grace for you if you're broken this message is about grace this month I am hoping that um, your life is forever transformed oh Lord Jesus I am praying for everyone who listens to this today that they will find their way right back to you Oh, that they would embrace grace, that they would not be too ashamed to humble themselves in their brokenness. And they will see how you're calling to their hearts right now so that you can heal them. Grace is so beautiful. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for who you are. Bless all of these ones. In Jesus' precious name, amen.